Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Chuck Swirsky on 670 The Score. You know, the great thing about Sports Talk Radio, it's about you, the fans. And the fans have plenty to say after the Green Bay Packers annihilated I mean, they just destroyed the Chicago Bears in every element of this football game without any question. And that's why I want to hear from you. What When you look at this football game, a game you watched with great commentary from Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson and Tom Rinaldi and Aaron Andrews, and they broke down this game. And then near the end of the game, and even in the third quarter, they're talking about the Bears bench and how listless it was and what was going on with the Green Bay Packers just commanding, commanding the line of scrimmage. So as a fan of the Bears, what is your take on this game? What can you take away from this game with the Packers beating the Bears 38-20 that you say to yourself, hey, there's some red flags here, or are you saying, whoa, Swirsk, easy, one game? Or are you saying, wait a minute, what, what, what's Green Bay going to do this year? Well, I'll tell you what. Green Bay is in a transition year. Green Bay does have some pretty good young players, but they aren't a finished product. The Bears should have taken advantage of home field and taken advantage of this new-look team put together by Ryan Poles and said, you know what? We're going to make a statement here in the first game. That's right. We're going to make a statement And we're going to show every team in the NFC North, because you know what? I mean, Minnesota defense is horrible. I'm I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid right now on the Lions, okay? I'm not. You can go right down the list. This is not a great division. And the Bears needed to protect home field today or yesterday, and they didn't get it done. All right? 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. You're listening to the Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and it's not a game, Illinois.com. 
All right, and speaking of, by the way, because we're going to replay some of the post game uh, featuring uh, Mully and Ole Krutz along with Patrick Manley. But Olin Krutz is going to join Mully and Haw at 7 a.m. You got DJ Moore coming up with Mully and Haw at 8 a.m. And that should be a great interview along with the always insightful Brad Biggs at 9 a.m. right here on 670 The Score. If you uh, watched a lot of NFL football yesterday, in a moment, by the way, we're going to play some of the postgame coverage with Mully and Patrick and Ole. But um, there were a lot of terrific football games, close games. We had a shootout with Miami beating the Chargers. I mean, Tua went for 466 and three touchdowns. And Stafford was excellent in the Rams' victory over Seattle. But then you had Cleveland and Cincinnati. And Cleveland just beat up the Bengals 24-3. And Joe Burrow, who just signed for $275 million, 220 of which is guaranteed a career worst, 82 yards. He went 14 of 31 in the air. Elsewhere, San Francisco, 30 to 7 over Pittsburgh. You had Washington in the win column with new ownership. Josh Harris got the game ball from Ron Rivera. <laughs> that makes sense, the head coach. Hey, I give the game ball to a player. No, I'm going to give it to my coach. Maybe uh, they're just that sick of Dan Snyder, too. Yeah, really. Well, how about this? I mean, so Ron Rivera's looking around, hmm, oh, yeah, I got the owner in the locker room, and he signs my pay- paychecks. Yeah, let's give the football to the owner. Yeah, we love the new owner, and they should love the new owner. And uh, let's see, what else happened? What other highlights do I have for you? Uh, I told you about Tampa, Baker Mayfield with two touchdowns. So we're going to see, uh, the Bears are going to see Baker Mayfield next week. What do you what do you make, Tyler, of Baker Mayfield? I don't think he's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but the guy plays his absolute heart out, and that's what they kept harping on in that broadcast is he's going to bring it every single down, every single play, playing with the chip on his shoulder, and that's exactly what they brought into Minnesota, and I think that's a big reason why they won that game because he plays with big-time heart. Yeah. You know, I I actually thought he was going to be a better quarterback in the NFL, and and maybe it's him, maybe it's the system, maybe it's something – I don't know. I, I don't follow him weekly, but but I, I, I liked him at Oklahoma, and I thought, okay, like, you know, I, I think maybe the Browns are onto something here. And remember, he came to the league with a lot of hype, and he was doing these national spots. What was it for? An insurance company or whatever? Yeah, at home with Baker Mayfield, those progressive yeah, commercials. Yeah, and I think progressive is based in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, I was expecting more – and now he's become, I think, I mean, when it's all said and done, I bet you he plays, God forbid, an injury, but I bet you he plays maybe 13, 14 years in the NFL. I bet he has a long career because he's always going to find a roster spot. Somebody is always going to have him around as a number two guy, okay? And so more power to him, but uh, I, I'm really, I mean, I, the Bears can go into Tampa and win, but the Bears... I, I'm I'm so disappointed with a, a lot of things, with the execution, with the play calling. They got they got whipped in every department, and so I don't want to hear the and see a spin cycle going on, because in that locker room they know how p- poorly they played. Um, so and some things you can control, some things you can't, but you can control passion and energy and your motor. And I didn't see any of that, with the exception of a player or two. So do we go? You want to go with the uh, roundtable again right after the game? 
You had uh, Ole Krutz and you had Patrick Manley. Both these guys are great as Mully is, and you'll hear from Mully and Hall at 5 o'clock right here on 670 The Score. And this is what they had to say when they broke down this game. Yes, indeed, it's the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew and Aaron Rodgers, nine carries for 41 yards and a touchdown, two catches for 86 yards and a, and a touchdown. You know how good that guy is going in, and for whatever reason, they got away from him in the first half, and then they got right back to him, and you just heard one of the the moments he had in the game, and it was uh, – he he pretty much uh, dominated the game. He pretty much was the best player in the game. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. It, was, and it, was. it just, um, it, it's. It, I guess we're kind of fortunate, fortunate that they didn't have it until the second half. That they didn't start lighting him up a little yeah. bit more. But yeah, he was just. He, he was the best player, and they finally changed their game plan, and we got out coached. So, um, you know, credit to the Green Bay doing what they did, but they just outplayed the Bears all the way across the board. And Aaron Jones proved how good he was again. All right, we're going to get to the phone calls. The number is 312-644-6767. Rick is listening in Fresno. Hey, Rick. Gentlemen, how are you? We are living we're the good. dream, buddy. Everybody having a great time other than the game. Olin, man, it's been a rough weekend. I'm an Illinois fan and a Bears fan. It has been absolutely miserable. And... Uh, both coaching staffs look about the same amount of competence. Hey, um, just I, I felt like I was wa- I, I felt like I was watching Jim Boylan um, and uh, the old Bulls coach out there with all these screens that are being uh, set by Luke Getze. It was just <laughs> unbearable. Um, and I, I really, you have nine months to prepare and get ready, and this is the best that you can do. Um, like Roshan Johnson, great. That was that was fantastic. But like it, like even the stupid penalties. Like, how is this acceptable? Like, like where where is the throw out the hits principle and maybe an add add an S to it. But um, it was unbearable. Um, I'm angry, disappointed. I'm starting to not like uh, Illinois sports anymore. Period. Like the state of Illinois sports. Um, the Cubs were much better. Appreciate the show, guys. Yeah, I, I think, Molly, I think we're going to get a lot of that. I mean, it's a lot of people disappointed. You know, you read Twitter, everybody's like, I've given up on them. You know, my 30 oh, years of watching the Packers with all the, you know, the other quarterbacks and now this. Uh, and what he brought up about the wide receiver screens, that was bad. I mean, they just, the blocking out front was terrible. Guys were getting blown up, uh, not in the right spot. Um, you know, and that's stuff that's been practiced all camp. And maybe they didn't get the reps, the live reps they needed to run that. I don't know, but it was it was not good, and and that was a good call by the uh, the caller there. I I believe there were um, was it the screen where Chase Claypool was in front of the guy and he got tackled. Yeah. I, I mean, what? I, it was it was awful. It was just awful, and it you know the the Bears on the day had seven penalties for sixty one yards. It felt like more. Packers did. had nine for ninety, but the Bears seemed like they had worse penalties somehow. I, I don't know how to describe it to you. It was ridiculous. It just it, it kind of summed up a game week one game uh, with now the new rules of only you know having three preseason games. So little things like that were happening for both teams, and I think every everybody's going to get a little bit better and and fine tuned a little bit more as they play more. But it's just 
you expect more out of out of the Bears. The Packers, you know, I don't even care about how many penalties they have, but some of the right. the pre-snap penalties, the the offside stuff like that, that that's just aggravating to see uh, to see that happen again. When when they preached about they didn't want to have that anymore when Nagy was here, and they did a pretty good job of it last year, but then they come out here in week one and this happens. And I don't want to pick on Justin Fields at all after that game because I'm not sure there were so many parts of it, as I said, where they were beaten. It's hard to figure out um, how how much he is to blame for any of it. But he did have a fumble, yep. and he did throw a pick. And unfortunately, this is a team that has to win the turnover statistic in order to win a game. And they were uh, they were two for and none against, and they're just they are going to have a very hard time trying to overcome turnovers. And unfortunately, they weren't able to get any, and they gave the ball up twice. Yeah, and that's the, you know that's the big number. We always you know we, when Lovey preached the hits principle to us, whatever you want to call it, he didn't call it the hits principle, but it was right. about takeaways, right? It was all about takeaways, yeah. and you know he would put the numbers up there. If you win the turnover battle by two, your percentage of winning by one is so much, and you know that that's preached about and, and taught. You know you have to win that. That's something that needs to be done. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, let's try Chris. Chris is in Evanston. Hey, Chris. No, guys, uh, we back at it again. Like every Bears <laughs> fan, man, I've been so excited. Uh, believe in the hype. I'm, I'm in here in Jacksonville. Just listen to the podcast all pre- all camp, all preseason. I'm hearing nothing but DJ Moore, Justin Fields. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I remember watching the Eagles. Not that I watch every Eagles game. I don't remember uh, TJ Edwards flying off the film. I remember watching the Panthers. Not that I watch every Panthers game, but I don't remember T, uh, DJ Moore flying off the film. I don't remember any of that. And guess what? We came out today. We stunk up the place. Uh, I don't believe the hype. You talk about a game manager losing the ball twice. He took every dump off. I don't blame the coaches. I am only watched the game live. But on two different replays, he's dumping the ball off, and he's got one-on-one coverage wide open for first downs and more on the sideline, and he's not seeing it. I don't want to hear excuses about the line. And the di- Last year was the receivers. He had no, oh, now we got D.J. Moore. Oh, we, we built the offensive. I'm tired of the excuses. And what am I going to hear this week? All week long, I'm going to hear how wonderfully he handled himself in, in the postgame press conference. And one last thing, I believe it was the opening drive. We got the ball on our own 40. Let's go for it like Matt Nagy. Let's go for it like Matt Nagy. And then when we're asked, it didn't work. How did you feel? I, I, I wanted to set the tone. The same way Matt Nagy would win the toss and take the ball first. I wanted to set the tone. You set the tone. You set the tone. We're doing what we always do. It's going to be another long season. He padded his stats, half his rushing yards, half his passing yards, came in garbage time. In week 18, we're not going to remember that. We're going to look at his stats and say, oh, but look at the numbers. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's one game. I'm overreacting. I'm rooting for Carolina enough to have the one and two pick, and we trade the number one, trade the number two, get Penix from uh, Washington, and get rid of Field. <laughs> so Chris hasn't changed his tune at all from last year. No, no. <laughs> He's actually no. gone down a little deeper. We've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields, 24-37, 216 yards, a touchdown and an, inter- and an interception. He had nine carries for 59 yards, which is a 6.6 average. And and that was by far the best average of anyone. Uh, 
Roshan Johnson had five carries for 40, uh, excuse me, five carries for 20 yards. That's four uh, yards a carry. That's pretty good. But, um, you know, they really didn't get a lot done in this game. It, it's just a, it's just the sad reality that they fell behind. They had a couple of field goals, and then they got some points when it didn't really matter. I, I, I don't want to make it sound – I don't want to sound mean, but that's ugly. Yeah, it just feels like last year. Just you, the stats you read right there, or just seems like every game from last year. You know that he got a little bit of garbage. You know, like uh, the pad of the yeah. stats with the passing, but I think he had like 170 yards passing before that last drive or something, and that just looked like last year's quarterbacking. It looked like that offense and him leading the uh, the team in rushing. Um, it just there, this, there was no improvement at all, and it was almost like it was a little bit worse just because you had high expectations or higher expectations of this offense. You want to see them improve, like you guys are talking about. You want to see them uh, look like they were in the second year of their their scheme, their system, that they knew uh, the little details they needed to do to make the adjustments against the defense, what they were doing against them, and they go to the sideline, Pat, like we used to do, and Justin Fields would say, look, we have to run this play, or we have to run this run play, or this pass play, and this is how we beat this defense. But it looked like they had no answer, and, and we can always just go back to uh, it's the way it is when you don't practice in the preseason and you don't play. The fact that they haven't worked together enough, that they don't really know each other, that Lucas Patrick uh, didn't play much in the preseason, and Nate Davis didn't play much either. So how could they know the adjustments to make together? Um, it, it didn't seem it, – it seemed lopsided, Olin. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you when you take field goals and you don't get touchdowns and the other guy gets a touchdown – just that touchdown seemed like as I was sitting there, I was thinking to myself, "How are they going to get? How are they going to get points? Like, where are they going to go for the points? <laughs> Who is the playmaker?" And then I, I thought, you know, is there anyone on defense that can get something, make something happen? I, I got to tell you, the defense is disappointing. Period. End of story. Because that, you know, I, I, I think they had, and Gakwe had a sack, and he made a, a good tackle for loss. But I don't remember, like, a ton of big defensive plays. I think there was a real good hit by, uh, by the rookie corner, by Tyreek Stevenson. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it wasn't like – I just didn't – I felt like, as I said earlier, like they were kind of introducing each other, themselves to each other. They did not look like they were ready for this mm-hmm. game. And, and that's just – that's a that, – given the way they prepared and given all mm-hmm. the injuries and everything else, I, I just felt disappointed, period, end of story. Yeah, and Gakwe's sack, too, was a coverage sack, right? I mean, yep. it was yep. great effort, great hustle on the, the game, the, the stunt he ran. Uh, but, you know, Love was decided not to throw the ball and scramble and, and ran into a sack there. So, um, you know, he obviously was going against Bakhtiari a lot of the game, who is considered a top three or four left tackle in the NFL. He's a really good football player, and that is a really tough matchup that, that he had uh, early on to start the year. But even when he went against the right tackle, Zach Tom, uh, there wasn't much pressure there. And you were just looking for bigger plays, bigger hits, then to play faster. And then they went on and got uh, T.J. Edwards. And as soon as they go to man, Aaron Jones has a nice <laughs> route on him yeah. and scores. So uh, just a tough day all around for the Chicago Bears. And I guess all you can hope is that uh, they take a big jump in week two because uh, that they look like they could still possibly, possibly be uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL today going against – a Green Bay Packers team that I have to see them play against other teams because um, 
they're not that great either, I don't think, as this year goes on. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Olin. I just, you know, to get your butts kicked by a team that I see as kind of a mediocre Packers team, that just says a lot about how bad these guys are possibly again this year. We'll see what the step they make after finally playing a full game together from week one to week two. What's that? What that's like. But again, you look on paper, you look at this team, you saw some of the upgrades they got. They didn't make any plays. And some of them played pretty bad. And they might have been a downgrade from some of the guys that have been in there before. And it just, I just don't, I don't, I don't see much more hope. You know, we went into this season with hope and hoping Justin Fields is going to grow and this team is going to get better. And it sure took a lot of that out of me. Let's well, try. when you watch it, right, like we talk about a lot, Molly. We talk about do they have four, five, six guys who are top five or six in the league at their position. That's what you're constantly yeah. looking for when you watch the Chicago Bears football team. And when you turn that film on, they just, I mean, that game, just from the first time I watched it now, me and Pat being former football players, Molly, you've been around the league for all these years. Um, you know you got to wait to see the coaches' film before you really know exactly what happened. Uh, out there on that field today, but I didn't see anybody uh, ready to take that step to say, man, this guy looks like he's possibly an all pro. This guy possibly looks like he is the best three or four players in the NFL at his position. Did you guys see anybody you were watching today out there? You, you thought, man, this guy had a great offseason. He really flashed. Uh, we talked about doing a pregame. I don't got to see it on every play, but damn, do I got to see it. You know, we had talked about um, about how good the receiver was, how D.J. Moore was going to be this impact player. I, I, they couldn't get him the ball, and mm-hmm. that was the worst part of it because we did this exercise, just looked at all the receivers in the league and tried to figure out where he is. Um, he, I don't think – I mean, he's, he's making some money, and I think he's got a chance to be a good player, but if you can't – if a receiver can't get the ball – I don't know how he makes an impact on the game. If you throw the ball to the guy, he seems to make a play. But the problem is he only got the ball twice, and that was really disappointing to me because I, I couldn't figure out why they weren't working the ball to him. And I think he has a chance to, to get into 15 receiver. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to get him the ball enough in the places he needs it in order for him – to be the yak guy that that is kind of his calling card. And if he is considered one of the better players on the team, you've got to figure out a way to get him to get him the ball. And he's he's shown you that he can break tackles. He showed today on that one play that, and he's shown you in the preseason. But to me, that's coaching again. You've got to find a way to scheme this guy open, find a way just to get the ball in his hands if he is a playmaker. And and hopefully he becomes that, and hopefully they can figure that out. But you know he's an upgrade from what we've had in the past. But is he a true 1A or is he more like a 1B? You know what I mean? Is, is he really that guy that yeah. when, you, when you're game planning against the Bears, you're like, we have to stop this guy because no matter what, they're going to scheme for him. He's going to be open every play like a Justin Jefferson. I don't know if he's that guy. But where the talent level is on the Bears right now, you've got to figure out ways to get him the ball because he's proven a little bit that he can, he can make some he, – he can do something for this team. Josh is yeah, in Plainfield. Hey, Josh. What's up, guys? You're Listen, you're yeah. here's my thing, man. Okay. First of all, Justin Fields sucks. Let's be honest. Okay. Enough. On that interception, he had his back go out to the right and he didn't throw it to him. He threw the interception. Okay. It's enough. How long do we got to live with this BS? Okay. This is the first game 
and it's still terrible. Okay, Purdy run or, or won in San Francisco. The Philly of the Eagles won. We got Justin Fields, the same BS. Mully, I'm sorry, hey brother. Okay, I want to hear what you're going to say in that prep concerts tomorrow with your questions because you're going to be our voice. Are you going to sugarcoat it? Or are you going to tell it how it is? Period. I'll hang up and listen. All right, Thank buddy. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll make sure Biggs does that. Cause, uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs> Olin, you talked about coaches' film. That's been a really disappointing thing when you go back and watch Justin Fields. Obviously, I didn't play quarterback, but I've seen enough film and sat enough offensive meetings to kind of know what an open receiver looks like and when a quarterback sh- should throw the ball. And there were just mm-hmm. a lot of frustrating time, times like that. That's one thing I, I don't know. I can't say I like to look at it because sometimes it's it's not good. But I want to see how many open receivers he missed. How many times he, he – okay, they mm-hmm. praised him for checking down, right? But were there guys open? You know, it's like one, two to check down. But were there guys open? So is he progressing because he can just check it down? Or is he not progressing because he's missing number one or two? That is open. That schemes to be open. I mean, that's, that's what I do look forward to watching coaches film. Yeah, on that play he's talking about, there was uh, pressure up the middle. Now, there wasn't pressure on every – that kind of pressure on every play. There was a pressure a lot of the game. I mean, I think they gave a stat that was he was getting pressure 60% of the time in the first half, right? So, uh, when you watch the game, look, the two teams that he just named, right, the caller, the caller, his name was – was that Josh? Josh. Yes. Uh, was that the caller? Yeah. yeah. It, well, the two teams he mentioned was the Eagles. But the Eagles have Lane Johnson, probably the best right tackle <laughs> in the NFL – and they have Kelsey, probably the best center in the NFL. they got good receivers, right? Uh, Hertz is surrounded by good football players. The San Francisco 49ers probably have the best all-around running back in the NFL. They have one of the top two or three left tackles in the NFL and Trent Williams, and they have Debo Samuel. So there's a lot of guys there to, to get the ball to. Uh, some of this now is, again, I go back to our, what we talked about in pregame. Um, we were hoping this year that they were going to surround Justin Fields so we could make it make – a decision on whether he could play quarterback or not. Guys, if you turn that film on today, um, I think you would see a lot of pressure in his face. Now, uh, there, there's still times he's got to make plays. And like you said, Pat, there's still times guys are open. He's got to get that ball out, get it in their hands, keep the chains moving. Uh, there's times when you got to take a shot. He took a shot. Uh, uh, you know, I think on a touchdown play, he took a shot and delivered. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, you want to make a fair and balanced assessment of this guy. You want to watch the film. To see what what you know, sometimes your eyes can be lying to you when you watch the TV copy. So you got to take a really good look at it. But just from first glance, guys, I wouldn't say Justin Fields is bad. I would say the Chicago Bears were terrible today, right? They did not play yeah. well. The coaches did not do well, and that's why I keep talking about that building up there at Hallis Hall. That whole building needs to take a good look at themselves and say, "Man, well, we did this offseason for the first game. That did not work." That didn't work, and it wasn't acceptable. And that's the feeling they have to have when they walk in that building. I'm sure that will be coming out of there tomorrow, but I hope they're serious about it. I hope it's not, man, you know, wait till next year when we have our two first-round picks and we get 900 free agents and we fix this thing because watching them week in and week out and hearing that stuff is really frustrating. All right, we're going to take a quick time out, and then we'll get back to the phone lines and we'll talk about where, where, uh, where everyone is at. And I want to ask you guys about, you know, Lovey used to always say the biggest jump in a season was from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. Um, Bears need to make a big jump. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they can. All right, that uh, was a conversation um, immediately following the Bears game today. 
with uh, not only Mullia, but Olin Cruz and Patrick Manley right here on 670 The Score. And Mullia and Hall at 5 o'clock in the Bears pregame show at 530 right here on 670 The Score. And Olin Cruz will rejoin Mully along with David Hall at 7 a.m. DJ Moore, who said we didn't have any juice today. And DJ Moore will be on with Mully and Haw at 8. And then Brad Biggs, Mully and Haw at 9 o'clock. This Chuck Swirsky, Tyler Farringall is producing our program. We have lines open, 312-644-6767. If you've never called, ever, 670 The Score, and you're a frustrated Bears fan, I want to hear from you. I really do. And if you're a longtime listener and you call frequently, or maybe you call maybe just when you're fed up or you want to vent, I want to hear from you as well. I want you to break down this game, and I want you to tell me what really irritated you about the Packers beating the Bears, other than the fact that true Bears fans can't stand the Green Bay Packers. So 312-644-6767. You can text us as well. Again, 312-644-6767. We're going to play some of the lowlights from yesterday's game in just a moment, right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with Chuck Swarski on 670 The Score. And we're talking Bears football. We're talking NFL football right here on 670 The Score. You want your Bears football? You've got your Bears football. You want to break this game down? We're going to bust this baby wide open. And you got Mully and Hall coming up at 5, the Bears pregame show at Mully and Hall. They have some great guests, great insight on what's happening. But we got 90 minutes to go right here on 670 The Score for our segment Bears Overnight, right here on 670 The Score. Tyler Farringall is our producer. This is Chuck Swirsky. Let's go to the phone lines, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. Bryce from Belvedere. So, Bryce, number one, did you watch the game? And if so, 
You tell me about this game. You break this game down for me. Yeah, yeah, I watched the game, unfortunately, and it was, uh, you know, obviously, as a Bears fan, uh, we all feel the same, I feel like. Just there's an unlimited, no-top amount of just disappointment. You got all this hype in the preseason talking about, and the offseason, talking about Justin Fields' growth and, and, you know, the relationship between him and DJ Moore and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then you come into a game like this and you can't push the ball down the field. I don't think we had – I mean, I think we had under – there was probably less than five plays that were thrown beyond 10 yards. If that, I mean, we're not pushing the ball down the field. If that, I mean, how many long balls did we see from Fields today? I mean, throw the ball down the field. You got one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. And let me look at these stats here, all right? Give me a second, Bryce. Let me see. Uh, Bears receiving, and you got D.J. Moore, two receptions for 25 yards. Two receptions for 25. It's a joke. I mean, come on. And you had a little bit of action coming in in the second half from from Mooney, and – but, I mean, even even when you want to get Mooney involved, you're still not pushing the ball down the field. Where's the threat? Where are these defenses going to – I mean, they can settle back. The state, high safety and uh, corner can play off a little bit. And then you just have a little bit of cushion, and now you're keeping the ball in front of you because you know they're not throwing behind you. And, and you, know, you give up a second-round pick for Claypool. He was targeted twice – no receptions, period. This is what is mind-boggling. So, again, you know what? It, it's going to be very interesting. I, w- I want to hear, we, we have Matt Eberflus at his press conference, and we aired that. And, but when he meets with reporters again today at Hallis Hall, uh, because he really owes us some answers on what's going on here. Because I, I didn't like the play calling whatsoever at all. No, and it was absolutely terrible. If you want to really get into it about the last drive of the game, I think it was really telling oh. about how confident Luke Getze was in Justin Fields. We didn't have any any throws that were beyond the the three to eight yard mark, and then it was whatever the uh, whoever received the ball, whoever could get yards after the catch. We're not pushing the ball down the field. We're not running as an efficient offense. We look like crap. The play calling, you want to get specific? How many screens did we have that went nowhere? I'm so sick and tired of us trying to push screens, push screens, push screens, and it seems like this is Matt Nagy play calling all over again. Well, how about in the fourth quarter when you're trying to, okay, let's let's get going here, and you're walking up to the line of scrimmage, or you're not running, you know, short-term huddles where you just go, let's go. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what, what, why are they taking so long? Get up to the line of scrimmage, run a play. You're down. You're not Any ahead. Drive. All right. 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. There should have been a two-minute offense on, on that last drive that they scored on, and they're sitting there taking their time. Let's get up and move with a sense of urgency here. All right, well, listen, Bryce, I appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, so we're going to run some of these highlights here. So what happens, it's, it's 10-6, Green Bay at the half. 
And then the game got into a little bit of a flow, and uh, Jordan Love, who had a terrific ball game, Love threw three touchdown passes, and Aaron Jones got it going in the second half. And, you know, like this broadcast team was excellent today on Fox with Kevin Burkhart and uh, Chris Olson, the former Bear, who is going to be, or Greg Olson, rather. Greg Olson was terrific. And one thing about Greg Olson, he's, remember, next year Brady comes in to the first team with Fox to work with Burkhart. Greg Olson moves to the second team. And so Greg Olson, to me, I, I think he's great. He is great. And I'd love to be his agent because if this guy wants to be and stay in broadcasting for the next 25 years, he can do this. I think if I were an owner, I would look at him as a GM like John Lynch with San Francisco. I think he's that good. He called a great football game today with Rinaldi and Aaron Andrews. So, you know, at the end of the you know second quarter, they're talking about, like, how come we haven't seen a lot of Aaron Jones? How come we don't see Aaron Jones getting touches? They got to him early, nothing lately. And so, sure enough, before he got hurt on that touchdown run uh, with the left hammy, Aaron Jones went to work with uh, Jordan Love. So here's what happened. Love hits Jones on a slant to make it 24-6 Green Bay. But then the Bears went to work. Here's what happened. Blitz coming from Green Bay. Fields loads up the one end zone. That's Moody. He's got it. Touchdown, Chicago. Well, Chicago badly needed an answer. They needed to make this thing a game here towards the end of the third quarter, and that was a big-time drive. Watch Darnell Mooney here working in the slot, just runs a little wheel route. Green Bay struggles to pass this route off. Mooney and Claypool just kind of running a switch little vertical, and great throw by Justin Fields. We got ourselves a ball game here at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, and the Bears pulled within 10. They did the two-point conversion. But then, late third quarter, because this happened all about a minute left in the third, and I'm saying to myself, Tyler, we we have ourselves a game, okay? This is where I can see the Bears seizing control in the fourth quarter, and the bubble is going to burst for Green Bay, right? Did you think that? I thought that, watching on TV. I mean, I'm just Joe Bag of Donuts. I mean, I'm, the, I'm not an X and O's expert, but I'm I'm saying, okay, momentum is starting to swing. And finally, the Bears, you know, the bulb, the green light is on. But then the Packers went to work. So we're going to play back-to-back cuts because this really broke the back of the Bears. Aaron Jones remains out of the game. Fumble the love. It bounced right to him. Now back, now throwing. He's got a man wide open. Musgrave catches it, falls down. What a wild play. He's down to the five. I'll tell you what, KB, when that ball was halfway in the air, I didn't think he was going to catch it. So take a look here. He fumbles the snap, but he has the awareness to just pick it up and not panic. And they just slide the tight end Musgrave all the way across. But you see how he just started backpedaling? Oh, man, that was that should have been a walk-in. And Musgrave knows it, but they'll take the catch inside the five. But... Wow, they made that play an adventure. What a fortunate bounce. <laughs> 37 yards to Musgrave set up first and goal. Love looking to throw a save far side. It is caught for the touchdown. Romeo Dobbs, number two. 
And Mama Love loves it. Think about that. Third down and three, and then a fumble almost, and the big play, and now they score. And just watch this ball placement. It's exactly where you teach it. High, outside, only where your guy can get it. The defender has no chance here. That's a great job by Dobbs going up, high pointing the ball, controlling it with his hands. And what an answer by Jordan Love. Critical third down pickup, touchdown. Yeah, big I'll time answer. What, big time. Jordan Love is having a heck of a day, wow. especially on third down. 233 yards, three touchdowns for Love, and the Packers with a big answer. All right, so there, that really did it on a 61-yard TD drive, and that was the ball game. So now, you know, the Bears fans, and and let's go once again to the to the Fox because the Bears fans they've had enough. And it leads to a third and 18 now. Four-man pressure this time. Fields pressured again, just got to duck it off. And that is Johnson, and that is the Bluebirds, the first of the day from the Soldier Field crowd. All right, so again, the fans are upset. I don't blame the fans. I'm upset. You're upset. That's why we're here on 670, the score, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. But we're not done yet. Neither is Fox with Tom Rinaldi. Welcome back to Chicago. The Bears trailing the Packers by 11 here midway through the third quarter. You take a look at those scenes on the bench. That picture just about says it all. You begin to wonder. We know hope's not a strategy. We hear Greg talk about that all the time. Going to break, KB mentioned the juice that's left this building. It isn't much to be found on this bench either. Those expressions speak volumes. And you begin to wonder, Greg, when you had the worst record in the NFL a season ago, you made these moves. You came in with a lot of hope. hope to develop something how much is that beginning to haunt this bench right now they need to play all right so that was uh, tom rinaldi on the uh, bears side and he saw everything he saw the body language and you don't expect great stuff when you're down but on the other hand who took control who was the the go-to guy the leader to pump these guys up to keep them engaged i didn't see it did you i don't think so and, and then afterwards, the players spoke, the head coaches speak, D.J. Moore spoke. Don't nobody want to lose a home opener, especially against an uh, in-conference opponent. You know, uh, this game was hyped up. We didn't bring the juice and hype to the party today. We lost, and we just got to go back to the drawing board, go on to Tampa uh, this week. All right, and D.J. Moore is going to join Mully and Haw at 8 o'clock right here on 670 The Score. No juice. They didn't come to the party with juice. How can you not come to the party with anything? I mean, that's exactly what happened with the Bears. No juice, no excitement, no passion. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. This isn't week 10, okay? This is week one. This is Green Bay. This is in Chicago. This game is on national, national, national TV. And you don't show up? Wow. Okay. So, uh, Tyler, who do we go to next? Because we have a, a lot of great calls. So who do you want to go to next, Tyler? All right, let's let's uh, let's go with Richard. Richard, you're on 670 The Score. Richard, are you there? Hello. Yes, sir. How a whole how? I didn't even talk to anybody. Okay, Is well. Is this a new system? <laughs> I didn't give them my name or anything. All right, well, go okay. ahead. <laughs> no, you know what? 
you're right about the juice. I mean, where's the excitement? Nobody's there. You know, if you're the quarterback, you got to pump up the your team. You got to go around and say, let's go, let's go. You remember back in the day, Jim McMahon? He used to run around and, come on, let's go, guys, let's go. There's no cheerleading at all. It's, it's just it's despicable. Well, you know yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it was an awful football game, and you're right. I appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Barbara. Barbara, you're on 670, the score. What's going on, Barbara? And, Barbara, do you want to talk a little Bears football? What do you think of the game? Barbara, are you there? Okay, so, Barbara, hold on. We'll get back to you in a second. All right, so let's let's uh, go with some of the comments yesterday. And, Tyler, who do you want to play right now? Let's hear a little bit of Matt Eberflus because I wanted to know why they seemed so unprepared, why they seemed so unready for this challenge. So let's 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 listen to him a little bit of why everyone's so disappointed about this game. Okay, um, yeah. So obviously, just got out the locker room uh, with the players, uh, very disappointed. Um, everybody in the locker room is disappointed uh, in that outcome. Okay, that was the uh, head coach of the Bears, Matt Eberflus. So he's he's talking about obviously about you know what was going on with the football team and why they just couldn't generate anything and. You know, he said everyone's disappointed, and I get that. But, I mean, this football team was not ready to play today. Simple as that. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. Uh, we're going to run down some of the scores right now in the NFL, and then we'll go back to some calls, and we'll also hear from uh, the head coach again. As um, the Bears' next opponent, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road beat Minnesota 20-17. to Elsewhere in the NFL, uh, the uh, game on Sunday night featuring Dallas and the Giants. Dallas wins it 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing. Um, that, that came out of nowhere. I didn't I, I thought Dallas would probably win that football game, but 40 to nothing, no shot. Atlanta beat Carolina 24-10. Now, the story in this game is the fact that, as you know, the Bears own Carolina's number one pick in 2024. And because of that, you know, you're, you got to pull for the, every team that plays Carolina this year. And Bryce Young, who they felt was a franchise quarterback and was the consensus first pick in the draft, uh, Carolina gave the Bears a ton. It was a great haul the Bears and Bryce Young first NFL game two picks and again Carolina loses to Atlanta 24 to 10 elsewhere Miami a winner over the Chargers 36 34 uh, you've got uh, Seattle losing to the Rams yet Baltimore beating Houston but the Ravens lost their big time running back J.K. Dobbins with a torn Achilles Cleveland over Cincinnati convincingly, 24-23. New Orleans beat uh, Tennessee. Jackson over the Colts. San Francisco 30-7 over Pittsburgh. Washington in the win column, along with the Raiders on the road over Denver. All right, let's go to uh, Adam. Adam, you're on 670 The Score. What can we do for you? Hey, good morning, Chuck. Uh, Chuck, uh, first of all, thanks a lot for, uh, to Mitch Rosen, too, for getting you on the uh score overnights uh, love the live and local um 
Chuck, uh, and, uh, before the Bears game, too, I just want to say uh, Aaron Rodgers, I hope, uh, you know, I always hated him when he was with the Packers because he killed us, so I hope he loses tonight. And I just got to say, Aaron Rodgers, you're, you'll never be Joe Namath and you'll never take the Jets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, can I just make a comment about Aaron Rodgers because he's an acquired taste and there's yeah. no middle ground. Either people love him or people, like, just can't stand the guy. But I'll say this for Aaron Rodgers. You know, there was a story today that Aaron Andrews is very close, as you know, to Aaron Rodgers. They have a great relationship, professional relationship. I think Aaron Rodgers trusts Aaron uh, Andrews as far as sit-down interviews, and it comes across that way because certain players like certain broadcasters, and that's been going on for decades. This is nothing new. But when Aaron Rodgers wants to speak, you know, he usually goes to uh, Pat McAfee or he goes to Aaron Andrews. And one thing that that Aaron Rodgers has done with Jordan Love, they have a good relationship, because I don't think Jordan Love was ever a threat to Aaron Rodgers whatsoever in the three years that Jordan Love spent with the Packers. But at least Aaron Rodgers mentored him. And the story was today that he told Jordan Love, anytime you need help or assistance, I'm here for you. And I think that is great. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Chuck. That is uh, that is admirable the way he mentored him. And I could see, I could see uh, Jordan Love to, today just the way he played and how poised he was. You could tell he uh, he learned a lot from Rogers, and Rogers was a great mentor towards him. But uh, Chuck, I want to get yours and your producer's opinion though on the, uh, one thing with the Bears division. Uh, I'll listen to you guys answer off the air, but. You know, I was thinking uh, that Green Bay and Detroit weren't going to be much this year, but now Detroit, you know, they beat uh, Kansas City and Arrowhead, and the Packers uh, looked really good. I just want to get your guys' opinion. Who do, who do you think is the, the team to beat in, in the Bears division, Detroit or Green Bay? And I appreciate you being on the air, Chuck, and I'll be listening to the score all day. Well, again, this is one game. So, I mean, I, I still think Green Bay – has a ways to go. I, by no stretch of the imagination am I taking Green Bay to win this uh, Northern Division. I think you've got to go with Detroit. I'm not, I, I'm not buying into Minnesota whatsoever. I'm not a big Vikings guy. I, I know a lot of people are picking them. I'm not. So I would say right now it's Detroit, and after that, who knows? I don't think this is a very good division, period. I think you've got a couple of clubs like the Bears and the Packers in transition. I think the Bears have a better upside than Detroit based on the cap, or rather uh, than Green Bay based on the cap and based on the draft picks they've got coming in for Carolina. And I don't think Carolina is going to have a good year. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears didn't have the first or second pick in the NFL draft. So right now, if you're saying who's going to win the division, I would probably go with Detroit, but that's not – a solid pick, in my opinion, for the NFC North. Let's go um, back to the phone lines. Dwayne from Columbus. Dwayne, how you doing? I'm doing great, Chuck. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, so I am calling here from Columbus, Ohio, a native Chicagoan, and I've been a Bears fan all my life. Um, though I live here, I am not a Buckeye fan. Uh, I'm still in Illinois. But yet, we, n- we never do good with um, – Buckeye players, it seems. I don't hate Justin Fields. I think he can be good. Of course, and as, as you said before, I am not going to do any talk about Green Bay. This is not about Green Bay. This is about Chicago. And I always tell friends and family of mine, I never 
make an assessment of the Bears until after the fourth game because that gives them time to jail. But this game here was just totally not even, I call it ugly, I call it ugly. It was just ridiculous. Uh, the coaching, I don't know what gets he. Um, I don't know if it's all on him, but um, uh, if he's a secret agent for Green Bay, but the play calling is just it's pathetic. Uh, you know, I mean, we we just stunk up the place. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you can't – listen, you can't sugarcoat it. It was horrible, no question. It was, it was horrible. I mean, uh, again, like you said, the two-minute drill. Where was the two-minute drill? You're on the, well, in the we're, red we're, zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you Justin Fields has an arm. How about throwing the ball downfield unless they don't trust him? And I, I think they do. But, I mean, how many how many times did he look for – I, yeah, I, this is why D.J. Moore, when he joins Mully and Hall, I want to find out what the defense of Green Bay's defense did to D.J. Moore. Right, and, and right, what, right. I, I mean, how many targets? I've got to look at how many targets they threw for D.J. Moore today. I've got to get that uh, sheet. Let's see. D.J. Moore, he was targeted twice. Twice. <laughs> okay. And he and caught, see, that's the thing, Chuck. So, we, we, we can't see the whole – Field, uh, when you're watching it on television, so we don't know no, what we don't. they see out there, it, out there, and 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 that's that makes it hard, you know, to to blame to blame Justin or to blame the receivers. We don't we don't see the whole field. So, are you all helping this quarterback out on the sideline there with your play calling, uh, uh, or are the receivers not getting open? Is the defense just that good on the other team that they? Uh, are, are protecting, uh, I mean, you know. What? Yep, I get you. Thank you. Yep, I, I totally <laughs> understand you. that. And it's going to be great conversation with Mully and Haw with uh, DJ Moore at 8 a.m. And again, Mully and Haw, the pregame at 5, 5.30. They'll have all the scores, all the games. They'll tell you what's going on with Cubs baseball. White Sox played again. They lost, whatever. And uh, other things going on in the world of sports. Again, the pregame show coming up at 5 right here on 670 The Score. We've got a full hour remaining right here on 670 The Score. More highlights, more commentary from Bears players. We'll play some uh, cuts from Matt Eberflus. We'll take your calls. 312-644-6767. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.